This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Russell, everyone. Back here again, C-Baby, Ooze, and Lance the Law. And we're providing you some sleepers and breakouts today. How you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, draft week. Draft week, big, big, big weeks for a lot of people, especially us. Me and Ooze got our first draft. Well, I think his is your first draft this Sunday together. Yeah. That's even then, before first cut, first cuts, huh? Sometimes yeah, so you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> because we have ours offline um, slash online, but um, it's only time that everybody can get together. So we got like a couple people flying out from different states to come back to New Jersey and uh, have a good time and draft. And, uh, oh yeah, you know. So. Once again, welcome to the Russell. Um, go back and listen to our previous shows where we covered um, different NFC and AFC South uh, team fantasy previews. Like, subscribe, follow the show. Go check us out on rosterupmedia.com. Um, content is flying over there. DFS, around the league, different NFL teams. And of course, we've got you got us season long fantasy football. So we will be covering NFC and AFC East on our next couple of shows. But tonight is sleepers and breakouts, and then our next episode of the week will be uh, values and rookies. So we'll take turns going through sleepers and values tonight, or breakouts tonight, and uh, give you guys what you need to know. Mm-hmm. So sleepers, we're gonna start with sleepers, and let's just—I'll give one. We'll take turns, and we'll go through. Um, we we each pick two, and we'll go through each players that we picked, and kind of just give a synopsis on them real quick. But when we're talking about sleepers, we're talking about players that usually we think they're gonna outperform their ADP. Um, Someone like Joe Burrow last year. So hats off to me. That was my sleeper last year, one of them. Um, but that's a good example of a sleeper. He was going super late, and he finished, uh, I think, QB four or five or something like that mm-hmm. last year. And obviously, they went to the Super Bowl. So I'll start us off with the first sleeper, and then Ooze can go next, and then Lance, and then we'll just start away from the top again. So first sleeper is Cole Komet. Uh, tight end from the Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson and Jimmy Graham are both gone. A lot of tar- targets are up in the air, and Cole Komet six six, and he can be he can see a decent amount of red zone targets and activity. Plus, this will be Fields' first year. You know, as he's still developing, he's gonna have to like you know use his tight end as a safety relief valve. So he'll be dumping it off real short sometimes when he can't see things down the field. And I'm not saying he'll be a top five tight end, but it's easy for him to be top 12, you know, a starting tight end. 
And basically, you know, if you are skimping on tight end or punting and you wait till round 10 or 11, you can possibly find a tight end one um, late in the draft. So I'm an engineer. I see a lot of my picks were really based on um, just logic base. And I see these targets just up for grabs and red zone activity. We just need, you know, bring in a couple hundred or a couple receptions, a couple yards, a couple touchdowns, get in top 10. To me, that is a tight end one. And that will, you know, do you good if you punt it on tight end. So Cole Komet is my sleeper. Who's? Yeah, um, I'm going with. He's, you know, he's going to be a rookie. I mean, he is a rookie, and um, my pick, my first pick is James Cook. Um, James Cook is going is in Buffalo right now. Um, Zach Moss and um, Devin Singletary just haven't worked out, right? Um, you're looking at a guy that lined up in the slot in college and then looking to be a great pass catching back in Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't have a good track record with running backs, but with James cook explosiveness you you would think that hey maybe this guy can break out and you know be somebody for them especially how his brothers you know out there performing in um in on the vikings right so targeting him in more more ppr leagues is going to be a great thing for you especially if you can get him especially him get going in the late 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 rounds and he could potentially be like a rb2 or a high-end flex for you. So James Cook is my guy for uh, uh, my first guy for a sleeper. All right, Lance, your first sleeper. Yeah, Robert Woods. You may remember him. He played in L.A. Uh, he was a great uh, option for Stafford out there in L.A. Um, he's going to a team now that has no number one option. He is now the number one option. And we'll see what he'll be able to do out there. He is coming off an injury, um, but out of players coming off an injury, he's going right now. Um, ESPN is showing him as an average draft position at 121, which makes him wide receiver 47, going around round 10. I just did a draft now. I saw him going in the ninth round. He went in the ninth round to me. Um, but honestly, if you're able to even get him in the eighth round, if, if you're seeing some reason that he's still there in the eighth round and you feel like you got no other wide receiver option, he's still a great value there. He's going to be their number one pick, uh, number one option. They don't have A.J. Brown. There. And although it's a running team, there's still going to be plenty of cash uh, catching possibilities for that number one wide receiver. In those run-heavy teams, the number one guy is going to be worth it for at least – uh, wide receiver two, um, instead of trying to take the wide receiver three on a pass happy team, uh, you're looking at somebody like uh, Miko Hardman on uh, KC as comparative. If you're looking at it that way, and that being said, Miko is being taken in the same round as him. We know what Robert Woods could do. So at that draft position, and the fact that he's being discounted for being hurt, the guy is great. If you looked at his average per game. He was up there in wide receiver 16 last year on most uh, scoring formats. So Robert Woods is going to be able to do something out there. You're getting him in round 10. You're looking for a third or flex at that point in your draft because you took some quarterbacks and some tight ends early. You're still looking at a thin wide receiver uh, group. 
Robert Woods is going to have a high ceiling for you, and he's going to have a high floor. I like it. I like it. Always liked Woods. Um, he was one of the guys that always got overlooked in drafts. I feel like, and this year will probably be not you know no no different, um, especially on the Titans. All right, headed back up to the top. My second sleeper pick. Um, Derek Carr, QB for the Raiders. I feel like Carr's always been a waiver wire pickup, a decent backup, but new head coach Josh McDaniels will utilize Carr better than he has in years past. He's reunited with Devontae Adams. So with the new head coach scheme, an elite wide receiver, plus Many of us forget last year he was leading the league in passing yards for like the first five or six games, something like that. So I feel like, like I said earlier, he could go from a backup, a waiver wire QB to a QB one. You know, will he be number one, top five? Probably not. But we're talking about someone who can, who, you know, sometimes may go undrafted and can be top 10, you know, top 12 again. And, we're looking for those type of players here when it comes to sleepers. And I was looking at their schedule. I think they're going to be in a lot of like shootouts. So that's going to involve them trying to catch back up, throw the ball more, get um, Devontae Adams, you know, utilize. So my second sleeper, Derek Carr. Hopefully I'm right again on this one like I was last year for the QBs. Who's? Yeah, so my second sleeper here is David Njoku. Um, this guy just signed a four-year extension on the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, it's crazy because the the head coach and stuff like that keeps changing in that in that organization, and they brought in Austin Hooper before, even though they drafted David Njoku high the year before. Um, Austin Hooper's out, new head coach. We're we're. Now looking at, you know, Deshaun Watson's going to be there. Jacoby's with Brissett is going to start your first six games. So, and that's for, that's guaranteed. And this guy in Indianapolis was a tight end lover, okay? So this guy coming in, Jacoby Brissett, throwing the ball, he's, he's not a deep thrower. He can't throw deep, but he's, he's a safety net guy. So David Njoko starting, you know, he's going to be the tight end one. I think he's going to be oh, a nice weekly uh start for your your fantasy team especially when those who are you know you you drop the top three tight ends and you just wait on them this is a guy you can grab in the late rounds and he can be a weekly star for you average a nice 10 to 12 points that's i'll take that any day in the week lance your second sleeper yeah my second sleeper and so which would you rather have in the sixth round would you rather have a a uh, wide receiver coming off an injury, or would you rather have a wide receiver coming off an injury? One of them, however, was in the top 10 in scoring before they were injured, and the other wasn't even in the top 50. This is the tale of Adam Thielen and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju is getting a bump, mainly because he's working with Tyreek Hill being gone, and he's now a new option over there in KC. But KC is one of those offenses that they're going to throw to whoever the hot hand is. There's no – and you saw that with Tyreek Hill last year. He put up goose eggs in multiple weeks, zero points, 
mainly because he just wasn't getting open and he just wasn't doing what he needed to do route running. If that's the case and that's what's going to happen, it could be a feast famine. It could be a boom bust for Juju. Why wouldn't I take somebody with a higher, a higher uh, floor than that? And Adam Thielen is exactly that. He was top 10 right as he got injured. And if you look, he was still the 17th average scoring uh, tight end for that same year in most formats. So you're talking about somebody who he was scoring in the top 20 before he was gone, and he's being drafted out there at wide receiver 32. So if you could get a top 25 wide receiver at 32, most people would take that kind of draft pick. But what if you could get a top 15? And what if you can get Adam Thielen coming back and being that second option as people start to fade at Justin Jeffries? So I'm taking Adam Thielen in that round. I'm taking Adam Thielen above Juju. And it's mainly because as somebody who is hurt, as somebody coming back from injury, he knows the quarterback he's already working with. They have a rapport. Kirk Cousins knows how to throw to Adam Thielen. Justin Jeffries is definitely the big guy on campus. He's going to be the guy that gets open. He's going to be the guy that runs those crisp routes. But Adam Thielen is good, too, and he's their second wide receiver, and that's a throwing offense. All right, all right. So those were our sleepers. Just a recap, Cole Komet, Derek Carr, James Cook, David Njoku, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen. Any other comments on these uh, sleepers before we move on, guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, David Njoku last year didn't have – explosive yards but he had eight touchdowns last year like i mean this guy's gonna i think that's gonna have a little uptick and it maybe not crazy i feel like 10 to 12 is probably a good range for him especially to have like a top 10 maybe top seven ish tight end finish i'll take that later rounds absolutely all right all right so let's move on to our breakout picks we'll do the same thing uh, take a turn. We uh, pick two each again. And when we talk about breakouts, we're talking about a player who will basically <laughs> rise up with career best numbers and make a huge impact on your fantasy team. So we think of uh, Cooper Cup last year. That was just crazy, phenomenal breakout year. And, you know, now he's going in, you know, the first round. Sometimes, you know, I've seen him go first overall pick in some mock drafts. So the first breakout player. Um, is for me is Jalen Hurts. Even as a Cowboy fans, you know, put my hatred aside and just go pick Jalen Hurts. He is he was the fantasy quarterback nine last year, had 784 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. They added AJ Brown, is his third year as a starter, and I kind of see this similar story to like Josh Allen a little bit. Josh Allen's third year is when Dix came to town, to Buffalo, and fantasy owners were a little bit down on Dix that year because they didn't think Josh Allen had it. But then somehow that was the year Josh Allen finished in most formats as QB1. And because of the running capabilities and the uptick in offense, it's almost like the same thing. This is um, Hurts' third year. They added A.J. Brown, a you know, a elite wide receiver and Jalen Hurts still has that running capability so even if he does three-fourths of what he did rushing last year and he throws a little bit more and has an uptick in the passing 
you know, you you still got Brown, you still got Smith, and don't forget Dallas Goddard. We could see him go possibly top five if you know things go their way. And another like little tidbit, you know, we all know about how the NFC East, no team has won that division the same year, like consecutively in a row. So I think it's the Eagles division this year, sad to say. So that, you know, them playing for a playoff spot and, you know, having a better record possibly than the other NFC East teams could also make an impact. So Jalen Hurts could break out this year. He's going as QB six, seven, um, you know, seventh round, eighth round, maybe high as six, but he could be, you know, up there with the likes of Josh Allen next year. You never know. So Jalen Hurts. Ooh, is your breakout? Yeah, I'm starting off with the with the Broncos here. Let let's ride. You know, I mean Russell Wilson out there doing his thing. One of the best Let deep, Russ cook. Yeah, he's going he, he's one of the best, you know, deep throwers uh, in the NFL now. So who's gonna be throwing to? And the guy that's been there, you know, had QB struggles. I think ever since he got there, and that's Curtin Sullen, okay? He is going to eat. It sucks because, you know, last year wasn't a good year. It's tough, you know, to come off of an ACL injury like he did, and then the next year come off and then start, you know, scoring all, all types of points, right? The only person I know that ever did that in history was Adrian Peterson, right? Adrian Peterson had a, the ACL tear, and the next year he almost won MVP. You know, so the and at his age, so now being the second year off of that uh, ACL uh, surgery and having a great quarterback in Russell Wilson, you're this guy's gonna break out. I mean, he's going in the fifth round, mid fifth round now. Um, that that's also a value for me because I think I feel like he's gonna be a nice top ten wide receiver this year. Um, last year, because of the struggles in QB, he was targeted a hundred times and only caught you know fifty eight. Of, of them, you know, that less than 50%, um, a little bit more, oh, sorry, over a 50% of uh, completion rate there, right? Only two touchdowns, 776 yards. I, in all those categories, I feel like that's going up. Even with Jared Judy on the other side, uh, Jared Judy's going to take the top of him more, more defenses. He was targeting more of 20 plus yards, and that's a great uh, um, range for Russell Wilson because he's the type of guy that will get out the pocket. And then try to fight someone a little bit downfield, not too much, and then dump it all to him, and then have the uh, the wide receiver do the playmaking ability. And that's Curtis Sutton this year. It's like, he's going to be a huge breakout for me. Let me ask you this before we move on: What made you pick him over Jared Judy? Because I feel like I know you from playing you so long these years, and I feel like you usually take Judy over Sutton, and I like Sutton a little bit more. So I was a little bit surprised when you picked him and not Jared yeah, Judy. So I think last year I drafted Judy in most of my leagues. But again, last year was his first year off of the injury. Mm-hmm. So remember they drafted Jared Judy just in case. I mean, one, Jared Judy was a great talent. So, and he didn't, and they didn't need another wide receiver, but him being the fourth year in, his, in, in the league and only being 26, this guy's getting to his prime. You know, I mean, two years removed from from the ACL uh, injury, and I he's more so. I, I feel like when you talk about Jerry Judy and Kurt Sutton, Jerry Judy is more of um, Tyler Lockett, while mm-hmm. Kurt Sutton is more of DK Metcalf, more reliable, okay. got the speed, 
but this guy has the route tree down. You know, Ty Lockett, yes, he was deep post streams, you know, streaks, and, and that was it really. You know what I mean? And then everybody else was just the route runners. Got it, got it. All right. Lance, why don't we keep it the same team here with your yeah. pick next? Yeah, so my pick is my pick is gonna be for those teams who don't like any tight ends outside of the top two. So if you only like Mark Andrews and you only like Kelsey and, and you wanted those guys, but you obviously didn't get those, and you're like me, all those other ones are interchangeable. This is the pick for you. Albert Aqua uh, Aqua Bunham is the tight end out of Denver. I don't know how to say his last name, but we're going to figure it out by the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's this guy's going to be a safety valve for Russell Wilson. And we've seen Russell Wilson be able to take certain tight ends. Jimmy Graham wasn't one of them, but he could take certain tight ends and use them. I remember having Disley, yeah, right? The yeah. Disley out of Seattle. He had a yeah. great three quarters of a year before he got injured. Yeah, he did. But that's that's what can happen with a versatile, physically gifted wide uh, tight end that could uh, run across the middle of the field and catch those balls for him. And the thing about him is he's got some size, so he's going to be in there for the run game as well as the pass. So he's going to he's gonna be able to get those balls across the middle. Russell Wilson being there and not having the quarterback he had last year, that's going to be the situation that's going to make him something of a breakout. In most drafts, I've not seen him drafted at all unless I'm taking him. And usually that's in the 14th or 15th round. If I could get a tight end in the 14th, 15th round, then I'm going to be able to just sit and use. I want a tight end that's going to get me top 10 without having to spend on somebody like that. I don't want to draft somebody in the 6th, 7th, 8th round. I want to get somebody closer uh, to the production that I can get without having to wait for something on the waiver wire. And that's what Albert's going to be able to do for you. He could be that Dalton shot, uh, Dalton uh, Schultz. He could be that Knox for you this year than what you could have gotten last year. So that's what I'm going with the Denver tight end. Look for him on your draft boards or try and get greedy and take him on the waiver wire right after your draft. Outstanding. I like it. I like it. All right. My second breakout player being a little bit of a homer here, C.D. Lamb. I'm going to say this. We haven't seen a breakout from C.D. yet. But if I think if there's a year to break out, it's this year for him. No more Amari. You just lost James Washington for several weeks, and Gallup is still on the pump. You got no-name guys and rookies as the other wide receivers. C.D., I'm begging you, if some chance you are hearing this podcast for some strange reason, please, as a fantasy owner and a Cowboys fan, we need you to break out this year. We need you to get 100 catches or more, and we need you to get more than six touchdowns. And listen, let's be honest, Zeke isn't the same Zeke anymore. He still has a decent floor, but... You know, they need to utilize the run game, but it's not the same Zeke anymore. So they may need to depend on Dak and CD here to win games, to get back into competition. And it's the Dallas Cowboys. They do these head-scratching things in games, and then they have to, like, catch back up or tie the game and go into overtime or 
you know, just do oddball things where they have to like throw and make big plays in the second half of the game. So I'm again, I'm talking to you, CD, right now. Please, we need you to get double digit touchdowns, over 100 receptions, and go for even more yards this year. Like, we need that breakout. He is going high, guys. He is going in the second round. Almost too rich for my blood sometimes. If he falls to the third, I'll probably take him. But breakout year, if it happens, because honestly, there's all this opportunity and all these targets here up for grabs. I could see where, you know, CD breaks out and then he's high first round next year. Ooze, your second breakout. Yeah, that's my, is my main man, Big Mike Williams. I probably drafted this guy this past three years, ever since he came out, because the Chargers love this number two. Keenan Allen's getting a year older now. His shares, his target shares are going down. Mike Williams' target shares are going up. And it's not just red zone targets. It is all over the field, right? Last year, he had 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. Still wasn't, you know, he, he finished top 10 wide receivers. He can go even higher, people. This guy is a monster. His ADP doesn't really uh, attach to his to his uh, last year's stats. So when you grab him, when you see him down there in the mid-five round, fifth round, sixth round, grab this guy. This guy is going to just boom. You know, you know, you know. Back in the day, like a couple of like what, seven months ago, with the Dogecoin and all that, diamond hands. Hope this diamond hands. This guy, <laughs> man, you got to. All right, with our last breakout, Lance, finish us up. Yeah, Mike Williams. For your your information, is a solid third round pick. People are really high on him. People, yeah, I mean. Um, that's that's good. I, I mean, when I was drafting last week, it was like fifth round. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, if you see him in the fifth round, snap him up. Yeah. Third round, third round, I'll, just I'll like C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's going like 13th pick. Yeah, I still got I'll, – I'll probably – even though he's quote-unquote number two, I'll still – because Keenan Allen's still there. But Keenan Allen, again, he's, he's probably 34th, I believe, like something around there. Let's get this guy – let's get him out of here. Yeah, he's not over. To, he's he's younger than me. I mean, he's not that old. <laughs> he's younger than me. Like, oh, they're not over the hill yet. All right, my pick, Rashad Bateman. Oh, stop. I, I said this in Kenyatta's the previous. Kenny Allen's thirty. Yeah. Okay, so he's a big three out. So he's younger than Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. He's an old soul. That's that's what the issue with Keenan Allen is. He came out with that old soul yeah. route running. <laughs> that and he also had that injury. He, he kind of almost feel he's he had that bad injury he's week broken. one that one year. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, Baltimore Way Ravens. Right? They don't have Hollywood anymore. There's not going to be that need to push the ball and just trying to throw bombs. There's going to be a need for a number one wide receiver, and we don't have to worry about Hollywood taking taking that that limelight. Right? So we got Rashad Bateman. They drafted him for this reason. They drafted him for him to be a starring lineup, and that's what I'm hoping is going to come out of this. Right now, he's going in the seventh round. ADP is 87. Uh, he's wide receiver 36 coming off the board. If you were listening earlier in this podcast, I mean, that's right around the same time as Juju and Adam Thielen, right? But this guy is going to have career numbers for him. Right? This is his second year. 
this is where he's going to make or break himself. And that's what's going to happen with this uh, Baltimore offense. They're going to have to figure out their way to do it. He's the number one option, kind of like CeeDee Lamb. They've got nowhere to go but up. And if they're going down, then that whole team's going down. And you probably don't want any part of that offense. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's going to happen with Rashad Bateman. Um, and that's where the targets are going to go. It's going to go to Mark Angeles. It's going to go to Rashad. And that's what the breakout's going to be for him. You, you can get him in the seventh round. He may not be in a, a Cooper Cup situation. You may not get somebody who in the next year is a first round no-brainer. But if you're drafting somebody in the seventh round, he ends up performing top 10 wide receiver, you're pretty happy with that result. And that's what we're hoping out of Bateman. We're hoping top 10. Top 10 or bust. Mm. Top 10? Can, 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 can. Does it, does it happen, Ooze? Uh, I mean, I don't think top 10. Rashad Bateman is literally the only wide receiver there. And I, like, we, we, it's almost like, um, we will speak about it in the next in, in the next episode, but it's like I'll I'll use another example like Juju, right? Juju is literally like the only number one there now, and like his number two is not as good. I feel like, right? So like for Rashad, one can Lamar be that passer and give him the ball and give him the yards? Is that Jim Irsay speaking? <laughs> the dude's turned into Jim Irsay. <laughs> two. That that. He's got that cult. He's uh, he's just funneling in generous <laughs> too, right? Can Rashad be like take over that wide receiver room, right? Because I feel like he needs to show himself that hey, Brown is gone. I'm the guy. I can run all the routes, and Mark Andrews is not going to take all my shares. Because that's why I feel like I feel like Mark Andrews is going to be the number one receiver in that offense and Rashad Bateman is going to be just to the wayside and then J.K. Dobbins is going to, I feel like J.K. Dobbins is going to be more pass catching than Rashad Bateman we do forget Lamar well, remember, Jackson's like J.K. Running. Dobbins is going to be starting in the backfield with Lamar so he's already starting five yards seven yards behind Rashad Bateman yeah but and Lamar same, likes to look downfield but, yeah but but Lamar Lamar says J.K. I know you're back and everything like that, but I've been running back since you left. So, like, <laughs> you got to run the outs and you got to run the streets because I can't have you run the ball. I can trust myself. So, you can catch the ball, though. I know that for a fact. Yeah, Lamar doesn't sit in the ball very long, though. So, I'm not thinking he's going to wait for J.K. to develop his little wheel routes. It's going to either be they no, kind of right. line J.K. No, out wide. Right. Or or J.K. is not really going to eat. Into You're right, but zone. I don't think I don't think Rashad Bateman is big enough to go over to, go in the middle and say, "Hey, you can you can trust me to, to catch in traffic." Because he didn't do that with Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown was down the field, and like you said, he didn't like to wait. So he, when he didn't wait, when when he didn't get open, he ran it, and when he did, mm-hmm. he threw it. You know, so is Rashad Bateman Hollywood Brown or is he? An inside guy. We have to find out. And we agree that he could at least make, you know, wide receiver two top, was that top 24 on regular leagues? Yeah. I could do that. I I think that's what I would be hoping for out of him. Yeah. Because he wouldn't be my first wide receiver. Yeah. Hopefully. 
going that well, something had to go wrong for that to be your first receiver yeah something really gotta go wrong i, I mean unless oh, yeah you're, yeah you're not really picking a first receiver yeah in the second unless round your anyway. running backs are just monstrous like you just got to, you, well, you went back to back to back and just like i mean like you're got rb1 into and then flex all right well let's hope for that for rashad bateman because i do like the breakout pick at least um top 24 rashad bateman do us even better and get higher but just to review our breakouts, Jalen Hurts, CeeDee Lamb, Cortland Sutton, Ooze's main man, Michael Williams, Albert, I'm not going to attempt it, and Rashad Bateman. Anything else to add, guys, before we sign off here? No, just, just keep, a, keep an eye on these guys. Like, you know, your strategy, your, your cheat sheet, whatever you have. Sometimes you can look down and cross off the names and then there's a name that's sitting there that we mentioned. You were like, you know what? This guy might be a league winner right here for me. And he's just going to snatch him up. And one thing I've noticed drafting, mock drafting, is you need to check your format's ADPs. They're all different. Yeah. They all have different rankings. And, you know, obviously we're telling you the ADPs, but you may see something totally different in a different format yeah. just because this is the average this isn't yeah. necessarily say, where they're going I would say in that most format. of our adps are just uh ppr leagues I, correct i i think we mentioned this like the first uh show of this uh, of this new year that i don't think there's many standard leagues anymore mm-hmm. because it's just not fun i guess you know i mean you want to see those big points come come up the board and you know Every time they catch the ball, you're excited. What it's going to be? So all our ADPs, and when we when we speak about them, are PPR. Correct. Well, that's our show. We're going to sign off. Tune in for more following this week. Um, must draft players slash values and rookies, and it's been a good real one here yes, at the Russell. See you. See you, everyone. <laughs>